0: Hello and welcome. This is Locked on Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Wednesday, everyone. On today's show, we're going to talk about the defense. I'm going to give you three names I think are going to start to stand out for Boston College's defense. You'll hear a little bit from each one of those players, and I'll give you some of the reasons why I think they're going to stand out. And for news today, I'm just going to go over yesterday's scrimmage, excuse me, Monday's scrimmage, to talk about what stood out, what names popped up, and what we learned from that first scrimmage. So let's kick it off with the news. On Monday, Boston College held their first scrimmage at the Chamberlain Field, which is right next to the Fishfield House. And it was their first of one, uh, two scrimmages that they're going to hold over the summer. After the practice we heard from phil Jakovic on yesterday's show but we're going to talk a little bit about more some of the the nuts and bolts about um the names other names other than the running backs and, and phil Jakovic that we that we can grab from this scrimmage so let's look at some of the names that have been popping up in the scrimmage so in the notes two names that really stood out to me were nito Ekpala and ty clemens now nito Ekpala, he's a true freshman uh Defensive end from Georgia, who has been um, on my radar since he 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 got committed to Boston College. Now, when I when he committed, John Garcia of SI All American, who covers the South, uh, and, and is big into the recruiting down there, said, you know, AJ, this guy is an animal. He's going to be a, a beast on that defensive line, and it started to show. I mean, he had a huge senior season in Georgia. He was a track star. He's fast. <laughs> And on uh, Monday, he had his first sack. He combined with Ty Clemens, who's a name I haven't talked about, but I've seen him pop up a couple times. So he's a name that you might want to watch for, who is also a defensive end from Alabama. He was one of those later uh, commitments for the class of 21, um, but... So there you see it. Like, you know, Marcus Valdez and Brandon Barlow and Shatah Salah, they're probably going to be the starting defensive ends this year, but you know that there's freshmen now competing to knock them off and maybe steal spots if they're not up to that potential or if, God forbid, someone gets hurt. I think, I've said this all along, that I think Nito Akpala is going to be a name everyone's going to be talking about in a year or two. I think he's really going to be that transformational defensive end that Boston College has really lacked since Harold Landry left, um, and it showed a little bit during scrimmage on Monday. Then you look at the defensive backfield, and I thought there was some interesting notes in there that you want to watch for, and I think this kind of goes back to some of the other practice notes that we hadn't really talked about. The first thing that I that popped up that really caught my attention was that Jason Matry, uh, who has been a cornerback for Boston College the last two years, has been playing at safety during some of their practices. I'm not sure if he's going to stick at safety, but um, he you know he's a corner, and they're looking for depth at safety, uh, so that you could see him playing back. There, you know, with Mike Palmer, Dion Jones, Jaden Lars-Woodbay, and John Muse already coming back. And you guys got like, you, you got like Steve Lubisher and Connor um also waiting to play as well. You never know um, where they're going to use Matri, but with the five defensive back look. If that makes him more, um, uh, you can use him more in different spots. That's hey, it's a it's a it's a win win for Matry right there. But the other name that popped up on the defensive backfield that you're gonna want to watch for is J T Thompson. J T Thompson the second, excuse me. He's from Southern Illinois. He's a graduate student transfer who was probably I, th- I believe the last transfer Boston College landed. He uh, transferred over I think in either June or July. Um, and it sounds like from the way he's been playing and the reports that we get, that he is is on his way to cracking the two deep, especially if is moving to safety. I think that uh, Thompson could be a name you're going to want to watch for. He's long, he's lengthy, and I know uh, he's a guy that is really trying to push his gra- drafts grade up so that he can get into the NFL. You know, some playing time and the ability to get there would be a, a, a benefit for him. And we've talked about the the um, Jaden Williams, his play. I mean, I don't. We got to see if he actually gets on the field because if they can use him, my goodness, having him out there with Zay Flowers. If you haven't heard, um, BC referred to him as like a younger Zay Flowers. Like with speed, he had four touchdowns in a practice a couple weeks ago. He had a big scrimmage again. I mean, this kid's out there making plays. You got to get him on the field, right? You you don't. I don't care if he's a freshman or not. Like you find ways to make get him out there to play. So if that's the case, and Boston College can get him out there, my goodness, you now have five or six wide receivers. But. The depth in that wide receiver room just continues to impress me because on top of of Jaden Williams, who we've talked about, you also have – he's a true freshman. You also have true freshman Louis Bond from Kenwood, Illinois. He's been with the team for a while now. He he practiced during the, the uh, spring game. He was there uh, this winter. So he's been with the team for a while. He made some plays during the scrimmage as well. So – I know that the that you are looking at this offense and you're saying, "Wow, okay, so you got Zay Flowers, you got Trey Barry, but you have all these um, other targets that you can use." And to have that much depth at wide receiver really shows you how far Boston College has come in a couple years. And as much as you you don't want to talk about Steve Adazio, you don't want to 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 give him credit. You have to give him credit for at least bringing some of these guys here because if you look at that room and the talent that they have. You know, Jeff Halfley did bring some, but they also have uh, C.J. Lewis, Kobe White, Zay Flowers, Jelani Galloway, and Ethan Williams and Taji Johnson. Who were they recruited by? Steve Adazio. So he gets some credit for being able to put that wide receiver room together. Now, would he have been able to use it? Probably not. But it's it's his credit for getting that. Now, you add in more depth. You're bringing in also in 2022 Joseph Griffin, who could be the highest rated uh, wide receiver beast he's ever gotten. BC is going to be a passing attack to be feared for years to come. And I cannot wait to see what they do in 2021, because I think this is going to be the first time, probably since Matt Ryan, that we've seen a passing attack this lethal. And I've already, here go, I'll give you my second uh, prediction. Yesterday, go back, I gave my prediction about being in the top 25. Today, I'm giving my prediction that Boston College's passing attack will surpass what Matt Ryan had in 2007. Now, I'm not saying this team is going to be as good as 2007. I haven't said that yet. I'm saying their passing attack will be as good as 2007, actually better than 2007. So prediction number two, write that in your little notebook. I'm putting that in my online notebook uh, that I'm keeping. You can hold me accountable for it uh, at the end of the season. We'll review it on the show, too, to see if I was right or wrong. In a moment, we're going to talk about defense, and we're going to look at some of the, the playmaker's uh, that you could be looking forward towards in 2021. But before we do that, let me tell you about the Fantasy Live show. Fantasy Live is uh, a show with that has answers your fantasy football questions that you need answered before the draft. Don't miss the Locked On Fantasy Live on Wednesday, August 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern, streaming on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Subscribe now so you don't miss it. Our stable of fantasy experts will answer your questions live or submit them ahead of time to Locked On Network on Twitter. Now, let's chat about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to make all your sports wagers. With baseball in full swing and football right around the corner, you're going to want to head on over to BetOnline to make all your sports wagers. Before the next pitch, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head on over to their website and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet on- BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. The Locked On BC podcast is supported in part by the Charlestown Law Group. You need to know about the Charlestown Law Group. If you or someone you know have recently received a traffic violation, speeding, or other moving violation that you would like to contest, then you need to call the Charlestown Law Group. Attorney Jason Campbell and his team can and will help you fight the ticket. Did you know that a moving violation can stay on your insurance record for five to six years? One conviction can cost you thousands of dollars. If you want to win, you generally need an attorney. Why not hire a professional litigator with a track record of success? Jason Campbell at Charlestown Law Group will fight for you. He's a proud Boston College grad, and Attorney Campbell is an experienced litigator that will help you and be able to tell you if you have merit before you go to court, saving you both time and money. The Charlestown Law Group will fight tickets anywhere in Massachusetts, and they offer discounted rates for Boston College students and alumni. The Charlestown Law Group specializes in traffic violations and they will fight for you. Call them immediately at 617-872-8652. Again, that's 617-872-8652 for a free consultation or visit the CharlestownLawgroup.com. Again, that's the Charlestown Law Go Eagles! This is the Locked On Boston College Podcast. We are jumping in and talking about defense. Now, over the last couple days, and I understand why, there's been a lot of fans that have been gnashing their teeth about the defense, you know, with the news that Chabuzi and Wuka, the, the BC's uh, starting defensive tackle, was out for the year with an Achilles injury, all of a sudden the doom and gloom returned to Boston College's faithful, and it only took one injury to do that. And I get it, because BC's defense is questionable, at least to say, the, you know, at at, the, at least. And on top of that, uh, in yesterday's practice report, you heard that four out of five B- of BC's. Um, defensive tackles were out with with an injury. So they're, they're thin. Um, but I'm here to tell you that it's not going to be all doom and gloom on defense. I think there are talent on that defense and players that are going to step up that you're going to really want to watch this year. And I'm going to give you three names over the next two segments that are players that I think we've talked about. We've definitely brought them up but I think are going to take it to that next level. And on top of that, I'll let you hear some of what they had to say about either themselves or the upcoming season from recent media uh, media um, interviews that they've had. So the first player I want to talk about, and I've talked at length that I think he's going to be absolutely nasty, is safety Jaden Lars-Woodbay. They call him Jaden Woodbay. I, I add the Lars in because that's everywhere I find it. But Jaden Woodbay, if you hear um, if you hear halfway talking about him. Now, he is a safety linebacker hybrid that I think is going to be absolutely electric for Boston College. They held him out of the spring game because they didn't even need to see what he could do, and they wanted to keep him healthy. So he he's going to be an X-factor. He is that speedy safety that can move around. They can line him up in the box. They can play against the pass. They can play against the run. And when you can do that, you can move other play pieces around and really cause disruption on offense. So let's hear what Jaden Lars Woodbay had to say about his talents in uh, in his press conference from earlier this camp.
1: I love it. I love. I feel like it's the best decision I made, honestly. So it was a well thought out process, you know, between my mom, dad, uh, family, you know. But I'm glad to be here, honestly. We have great coaches. Like every every position has great coaches, and all of them pour into the players. So that's why I really like. I feel like it's a family here, and they embraced me as soon as I came in. You know, it was it it was kind of tough. It was like a little culture shock once again. You know, going to a new school,
0: but I feel like they embraced me uh, very well, and I'm just grateful for it. That was Jaden Lars Woodbay. Now, he's talking about, you know, what the coaches see and why he's so happy at Boston College. And you listen to his voice, you can tell how content he is to get out of Florida State and to be at Boston College. And it was, as he said, it was a tough decision for him to do that. It was hard for him to uproot himself from Tallahassee and get up to Chestnut Hill. And totally understandable. But what I think really stands out for him and what I think um, really, you know, solidifies his role is is his raw ability. So this is a kid that was a five star recruit coming out of high school. He you know was recruited by every school in the country, and he chose Boston College over Texas and I believe it was one of the UNC schools, either UNC or NC State, and chose BC. And the reason he did it was because he thought that you know Jeff Halfley and that staff would be the right fit for him. And I totally agree. Like the one thing that I hear when I hear Jaden talk is a guy that. You know, just needs a coach that can mold him, that can really unleash all that raw talent that he has. And if there's any coach that can do it, it's Jeff Halfley, Tem Lokabu, and Azar Abdulrahim. The trio on defense, I think, are going to make him an electric Defender, Watch, watch. You're going to see him in the box as a linebacker, supporting against faster um, quarterbacks. He'll be blitzing. I've seen plays where he, you know, comes off the edge flying. The guy can run about a 4-3, I believe, if I remember reading that. So he's a guy that can do everything. Now let's hear one more comment from Jaden as he talks about his role on the team. Energy.
1: Um, I'm always bringing that aggression. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a team player. And, you know, I like, I, like to, I like to have fun on the field, too. You know, I like to bring all the dudes around me and you know, I wanna spread my versatility as well. So me being able to play in multiple multiple spots on the field, I feel like that's what that's what can separate me and help me become one of the top defenders.
0: Wants to be one of the top defenders, I could see that happening. So Jaden Lars-Woodbay is one of our players that you're going to want to watch for. Now, let's look at someone else. Let's go to the defensive line, because that's where all the gnashing of teeth starts. So That's where a lot of people are like, oh man, BC can't rush the quarterback well. They can't consistently contain a quarterback. They really struggle here. Who is going to be the guy that steps up? And, you know, you could look at the freshman. As I said in the first segment, there's Nito Akpala, there is... Ty Clemens, Donovan Azaraku, there's a bunch of guys that are ready to step up. I'm not sure if they're there yet, but they could be. Now, you're going to want the experienced leaders to do that. And there's one guy who consistently gets gets to the quarterback just a hair late, I feel like, and has all the moves to do it, and that's Marcus Valdez. And in a moment, we're going to talk about Valdez and why I think he could be, he could be primed to really have a breakout season for Boston College. But let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's 100% covered in chocolate and is delicious. It doesn't taste chalky or gritty like some of those other protein bars, and they come in nine delicious flavors right now. Coconut, coconut almond, double chocolate, salted caramel, peanut butter brownie, mint brownie, raspberry, and if you don't know which one you want to try, they have a mix box. You can figure out which one you like the best. I love the chocolate coconut, uh, coconut almond, but I'm also a big fan of their specialty flavors. I have one that was a limited time for a while, the birthday cake. Hopefully, that one comes back because I really really like you guys to try that, and the grasshopper cookie, which they just had, but they have Rocky Road coming out, and I really think that's one you're going to like. It has 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugars, and 4 net carbs, and a bar that tastes like a candy bear. How are you going to beat that? You need to try it out. And to do that, head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. This is Locked On Boston College. A.J. Black here. We're talking excitement on this defense. Now, as I said in the first segment, we had play, you know, f- folks that are just worried, and I get it. You know, the defense still needs to take a step up. There's still question marks all over the place on this defense. And then when you lose a guy like Jabuzi and Wuka... That really escalates your anxiety, and it's totally understandable. First, you know, we're giving you three names to watch for to explode this def- on defense this year. The first one was Jaden Lars-Woodbeck. We kind of previewed Marcus Valdez as our second. Marcus Valdez is a six-foot-tall defensive end. Now, if you're not familiar on heights on defensive ends, most defensive ends, like Harold Landry was 6'4". Most of the big guys, they're 6'4", 6'5". Now, Valdez is six feet tall, 240. He's, he's smaller. Now... Is that bad? Is that good? Depends on the, pl- the, the the fight and the player. And I would say for Valdez, it's actually a good thing, and he agrees with me too. And here's why. Let's hear what he had to say.
1: On defense, yeah, I was uh, just gotta look at it uh, with a positive mindset. I mean, obviously, I'm a shorter guy, but uh, it's default leverage I naturally lower to the ground, which is mm-hmm. something that tall people have a harder uh, harder job doing. So uh, I, look, I just try to look at the positives in it. But. So that means your mind is reading a lot of things when you're lining up? When you, Yeah, I mean, we, we practice just, uh, you know, different keys of, of what the offensive line is going to show us. Uh, different, once we get into the season, we'll obviously study tape and tendencies and stuff like that, and you know, we're going to use that to the best of our ability.
0: There you have it. He talks about it. He ha- he thinks at six feet tall, he has leverage against some of those bigger offensive linemen because he's going against offensive linemen that are six feet tall, six inches tall, six feet, six inches taller than him, right? So it, it it actually is possibly you know depending on how he uses his moves, the ability to get past them might be a little bit easier. Now he just needed last year, as I said, that extra step, that ability. He he always seemed to just be getting his hand on the quarterback or not being able to wrap up a tackle. He needs that extra step. And he talked about it in that same interview about the training that he had with the, uh, strength and conditioning coach Phil Matus over the summer. And I think that's going to be so beneficial to Valdez because last year he showed it. He just needed that extra gear. And I think with a little work, he's going to get that. So I expect that Marcus Valdez will finish with a lot, with more sacks than you expect. I think he's going to be a starting defensive end and I think he's going to be good. Now, the other end, I'm not sure. I, I would not put Shita Salah or Brandon Barlow on here as an explosive like, you know, breakout year. I hope one of them will, will show up. You need two good defensive ends. I'm just not sure where they're at, and I need to see them play a little bit more to see if they're gonna be the answer at defensive end. Now our third player, so we had Jaden Lars Woodbay, we had at safety slash linebacker, we have Marcus Valdez at defensive end. My third breakout player, unfortunately, he's not a defensive tackle. I wanted to put Cam Horsley on here, but I I don't even know if he's going to start. So I want to make sure that that I get that information before I say he's going to break out, right? Is a a cornerback. And it's not Brandon Sebastian. I know Brandon Sebastian gets a lot of talk, and I've been one of them, that talks about him as a lockdown cornerback. But I have really kind of looked at film, watched um the, the 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 growth in this player and i think he is set to have a monster year and that's not Brandon Sebastian who could have a good year i am saying it's going to be Josh DeBerry. Josh DeBerry is from Michigan, he is he showed last year uh, all the traits that you want in a cornerback and he was the best defender and i believe it was in the entire country on third down in coverage. That is awesome. And if he can, can translate that into, you know, better play, a little bit better play in second and first down, he is going to be the lockdown cornerback. And you put him next to Sebastian on the other side, all of a sudden you have two good cornerbacks. I think DeBerry is going to see his draft stock rise incredibly this year. When you see how tight he does in coverage, the ability to hit players, he's physical, He he's the complete package. And let's hear what Josh DeBerry had to say after yesterday's scrimmage.
1: Um, we did pretty good at attacking the ball last year. Uh, that's kind of our motto is getting takeovers and taking the ball away. Uh, we still can be a lot better in that area. And then um, we can always improve in our effort, running to the ball, getting 11 hats on the ball at all times, and just little details, uh, the little kinks that we need to uh, rub out and get the little stuff taken care of. I'll show you-
0: so just like with Jaden Lars Woodby with we heard with Phil Jakovic yesterday uh Josh DeBerry is a player that's not sitting on his laurels you know he could have a good practice he's still seeing that there's still stuff that he needs to improve on the stuff that he wants to grow at and that obviously comes from the top down that that's coaching right there like if you have a coach like look at bill belichick he always talks about and i'm a pats fan i apologize he always talks about all the things they need to improve on like you did we did great here but we need to improve here here and here and that's the same with with halfley he's showing these players that they need to do it and if bet if DeBerry takes that next step if he becomes you know an all acc cornerback then you have you have something going on on defense. If you have these three players, if you have Marcus Valdez rushing the quarterback, Jaden Lars Woodbay all over the place, and Josh Siberry, you know being a lockdown corner, all you need around them is just solid players. And I think they have that. I I think Brandon Barlow could be solid. i do not gonna say he's gonna be great. I think that the linebackers, you know Isaiah Graham Mobley, you know Chris Banks at defensive tackle. They're going to be good, and that's all you need. When you have playmakers around you, you just need good players around them because those playmakers will make them better, and I think that's what's going to happen this season. So on tomorrow's show, we're going to continue to break down all the breaking news. We're going to continue looking at the upcoming season, and we'll talk more about some of the things that are happening at practice. We'll get into all of that on the show. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOnBC, and if I could ask you all one favor, head over to YouTube.com and looked up Locked On Boston College. It's it's all of our shows on there. All you need to do is hit subscribe. And what that will do is other people who may be Boston College fans, Boston College students, they use YouTube more than maybe older people do. And the more subscribers I have, the more likely it'll be that people find Locked On Boston College. And it'll help the podcast grow. So all I need you to do is go to YouTube.com, hit subscribe on Locked On Boston College, and you will be the man or the woman of my life. Thank you so much. We'll see you all again for tomorrow's show. Hope you have a great Wednesday, everyone. Take care.